Okay, motherfucker. So welcome to another edition of the Nine Hertz podcast. We're we're sort of on episode ninety one now, so we're really getting through them as ever. Uh, again, nine tracks of uh, notes that we've kind of picked up this week. Really interesting stuff. And we started with um, what some might term an old song. Um, so the band Mistress um, existed, I don't know, about 2001 to about maybe 2010, something like that. Uh, released about four or five albums. Um, their demos have come to light uh, via the Fuckpig uh, Bandcamp. I think a member of Mistress is in Fuckpig, maybe, maybe a few of them. So that was uh, a demo version of the song God of Rock, which is off their first... Uh, self-titled album which was on Rage of Achilles records which mm. kind of takes me right back um, to I think it was 2001, 2002 um, I was in sixth form and this was like the, the nearest thing to Iron Monkey I could find at the time, it was very caustic kind of UK sludge do, do you remember this one Pete, this particular song? Yes, yeah I do um, and funnily enough, I, I don't know if you know but uh, or if you remember I should say you sent me this as a kind of CD, you know, burning oh, right, yeah. tray. So, you know, when we, how we met, we, yes, <laughs> before, before we'd ever met, we, we yeah. were burning CDs for each other, having met on some internet forum. Um, and this is, um, this is one you sent to me. Uh, yeah. sub- subsequently bought it, I should say. If yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, still got that with, you know, from when we were students and it, Mistress were one of the, one of the key bands that kind of, filled the void between mm. sort of post Iron Monkey, as you kind of allude to. I think, you know, there was, there was a few bands around there, but there just wasn't a scene, was there, until, you know, like that, this new wave of doom and sludge came through, yeah. say, early, you know, 2010s and that. So there was a good 10-year period, I reckon, where it just wasn't as fertile. But there were these bands that kind of kept it alive and mm. uh, Mistress were key to that, Mistress, Charger, you know, Among the Missing um, and others. And... Yeah, that that for that album was like it, you really kind of felt it, and you felt the thud of it, and um, it was you know just brilliant UK sludge, and you know I was grateful for them at the time, and still can listen to that with a lot of joy. Yeah, definitely. I mean that that sort of first Mistress album turned me on to a lot of bands that were making kind of a more kind of raw sound around that time. So I think the guitar, no, the drummer was called Mick Kenny, I think that's right, and he had a studio in Birmingham called Necrodeath and he used to record quite a lot of kind of proto bands that are massive now um, in this like really horrible kind of dingy backstreet of Birmingham in a like a kind of makeshift studio but he made them sound so raw and amazing that you know everyone wanted, wanted to record with them at the time and I think um, you know Dragged Into Sunlight um, mm. one of their members was in a hardcore band or a death metal band called Unsanctum and they recorded with um, Mick and a few others like around that time uh, Cthulhu Youth I think as well like some all these really cool bands that are kind of have probably gone on to like be quite big now um, all kind of started in this really sort of grimy little scene um, but yeah I mean Mistress went for a long time I don't think they quite captured how dirty this one sounded on the subsequent albums I mean um, I think they were a bit grandier, a bit they grandier did, definitely. That, they? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of doom on this on that first record. Um, mm. But it's interesting to see um, almost like practice quality stuff here as well. Um, there's some songs here that I remember being sent the song Sconner uh, on like I don't know, like some MP3 trading platform or something back in the day. 
Um, but there's like a, a jam they've called Black Sabbath. There's kind of some rough versions of songs off that first album. It's quite interesting. So if you want to get that, you can go to fuckpig.bandcamp.com. Uh, that's f-u-k-pig.bandcamp.com. And um, yeah, they've just put it up for a fire. I think there's about, um, looks to be about eight songs, um, included the really long kind of doomy song that closes the album called Lord Worm. So yeah, if if you've um, if you're into Mistress, then this is probably quite an interesting little snippet of their history. And uh, yeah, I really I was really sort of thrill- thrilled to see this one. Um, yeah, we're going to play a Fuckpig song later as well because um, they've they've released quite a few bits and pieces over the lockdown. I think so. That's quite interesting. Anyway, um, you've picked an amazing one next uh, by a band called Hexgraph um, from Sweden. How did you come across this one? Because it's it's uh, kind of mystical and psychedelic isn't it yeah um it, it, i think through the label i, I guess it you know random kind of find on Bandcamp. um i guess through the label which is Ozium records uh which do you know very amount of you know good kind of doomy stuff from sweden um and they've put this on that i've subsequently found out it's kind of a re-release that i think the band got it out a few years ago but mm. uh it's, um Ozium are putting it out on vinyl this month so you know still kind of i think it's worth putting here and, and it's new to me so you know probably new to quite a few people as well and yeah really kind of take with it it has um it's it's kind of stoner and do it, it has a kind of do mood but a stoner kind of rhythm to it so it's got it kind of repeats to the point of droning and it's um you know, it's somber not buoyant like 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 a stoner rock song mm. a bit like say like tone low or something like that maybe you know um and yeah, it does have that. It, that kind of repeating, joining edge gives it this uh, kind of psych, you know, feel to it. I thought, yeah, we really, really impressed with it. Yeah, it kind of struck me as um, quite totemistic and quite sort of plodding, but in a good way. Like it's very rare that the word plodding is used in a positive light, I guess. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, really um, kind of hooked me in this one. So I think it's. Um, it's one that I'll come back to, I think, because it's it's kind of it's quite addictive to listen to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really, really interested to hear this one. And it, I love the fact that it came out in like I don't know, twenty sixteen or something, um, and then it's got a release on vinyl. Like it's obviously struck a real chord with that uh, label. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if you want to go and hear this, uh, we can play the song thirteen forty seven. Um, you can get this at hexgraphv.bandcamp.com. I'll spell it out. It's H-E-X-G-R-A-F-V.bandcamp.com. Uh, and what was the label called? Ozium. O-Z-R-U-M. Okay, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so we're going to play you the song 1347. I've got a feeling that might be something to do with the plague because there's a band called 1349, um, which was yes, the year that yeah. the um, Black Plague hit Norway. So... It would make sense if it hit Sweden around that time as well. That that might be complete amateur history out there. No, you're right, so, you're right. There you go. Hey. That's that's the one bit of history I know. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy this. This is Hexgraph. Thank you. 
Right, this next band um, got introduced to me quite a few, years, well, probably about two or three years ago now, uh, by Jake from Kurakuma. Uh, he picked a track for his uh, podcast episode, which you can go and listen to. I think it's probably like number 12 or something like that out of 90-odd. Um, and yeah, he, he kind of picked uh, one of their older uh, releases, but this band are prolific in the extreme. I think it was something off the Pillars EP from 2016, but since then they've done about, I don't know, six or seven, possibly eight, releases since then um 
and they're prolific without sort of skimping on quality. So this this album is I've been drawn into it several times, like since I've I've heard it for the first time at the weekend, and it it just kind of repeats on you a little bit. It's got um, kind of very epic black metal sound to it, but it's also got these gorgeous kind of synth wavy kind of parts as well. And I've picked one which is more along the kind of dreamy dream pop kind of black metal sound, like maybe a bit a bit like Death Heaven, but that kind of uh, takes a little bit away from it, I think. Um, had you come across this band before? Because they're, they're sort no. of quite popular. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, I must have heard it previous um, from that podcast you mentioned. They, I wasn't, you know, it took me a while to get to this. And actually, at first, I, I, I'll, you know, I may as well admit that I didn't like it. And it, no, it, no. it felt like it felt like some goths let loose on the corgs while there's a black metal guy <laughs> sulking in the corner. Um, yeah. But, you know, and, and if, if you weren't picking it for this podcast, I'd have probably left it at that and, and never thought again. But I've listened to it more and more, and I am clicking clicking with it more, you know, with the atmosphere. Yeah. I'm getting the atmosphere of it each time I, I get there. Um, and, you know, kind of started to appreciate the kind of the contrast and the... Um, how well they accompany each other, which is a bit of a surprise, I guess. Those two elements. Yeah, I, th- I think when I first heard this band, I, I wasn't kind of as keen as I am now. And um, when Jake picked a track before, it was it was a similar kind of mix. It was kind of a a cross between, um, like you say, like a load of corgs and a load of kind of really vintage synths, like just floating over a sort of quite a a recognisable black metal sound. But I think that there's something under the surface and that they kind of create this atmosphere and all the, their records are kind of very um, sort of not fantasy based but kind of like um, dreamy dreamy kind of uh, that's the best way I can describe it I think just kind of mm. dreamlike and um, quite vivid paint quite vivid pictures um, and I think that's reflected in all their cover art as well like all, all their cover art is quite um, either space themed or kind of nature themed so yeah they're definitely a band to dive into if you've never heard them before because um yeah i think they've been putting out stuff you know quite quite regularly over the last few years and they've built up quite a fan base so i really like this this particular song i picked but again like um someone kind of reviewed it on the on the band camp comments just saying like it's a real mix of their past material, so there's, they've got the aggressive stuff in there, they've got the sort of proggy stuff in there, but they've also got the um, the, the sort of almost like post-rock kind of touch to it as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to sort of know what people think of this one. So, yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate some feedback on this for once. Um, so, yeah, this is the song Time Domain, and you can get this off the album The Degenerate Era, and you can get this at messoffim.bankup.com.
Right, this next one um, really sort of stopped me in my tracks. I think it's absolutely brilliant, like a real sort of, almost like a piece of art, this one. The band's Maravedis, and um, yeah, the album's called Pact of the Leviathan. We're going to play the title track from this. And it's this curious mix of kind of really kind of out there uh, kind of grunty vocals, but the the, the clean vocals are just so... Um, beautiful and kind of pastoral sounding that I, I just feel like it's it's got to be linked to where they're from so when I saw that the name um, they're from Bozeman uh, which is in Montana um, and if you look at the scenery around Bozeman it's just this kind of bleak um, almost like a you know green mountainous area um, and it, it just looks like a completely wild place like I know Montana's pretty sort of spread out and, and bleak and I think they've kind of maybe echoed the the natural surroundings so I don't know if you get what I'm talking about because you know I'm just kind of riffing here but there was there, uh, yeah. obviously uh, what they called uh, Wolves in the Throne Room uh, came out and they, they said right we we are like we're not kind of your traditional black metal band we're, we're, we're sort of reflecting the sounds of nature the sounds of our surroundings and I feel like they're doing the same here hmm yeah, I know that. Yes, fair. I think there's, you know, there's something to play there which sets them, you know, sets them apart. And it looks like it's, you know, it's just two guys from, you know, from this place. And somehow, you know, they've just they've put so much together in this, um, you know, musically yeah. as well as vocally. Um, you know, there's a bit of doom. There's a bit of maybe even a bit of death metal. Yeah. Um, but then you know, this kind of complete prog mindset. Um, you know, there's bits of solos that you know and it goes grand and it goes quiet and dingy and mm. um and this is you know this seems to be their first release it's just two people and it packs so much into just three tracks and you know it, it, you know it's like you say it's a piece of art you add in the artwork which is amazing i think mm. so on the on the facebook they've got like a there was a uh, i think it was a student like the commissioned a student to do uh, this and it's a you know it just adds all that it was that which drew me in i saw that and you know just wandering around bank and saw the picture i thought i'm gonna you know gonna mm. listen to that so <laughs> That whole, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful I did. Yeah, really impressed. I, you know, at times I think it's slightly jazz. It doesn't always work on, on, yeah. on this, on, you know, across three tracks. But you don't mind. You'd rather kind of bands be this, um, you know, the bands attempt this and kind of brazenly, boldly go into this, you know, that then play it safe. And yeah. and when it's, when they do get it right, and which is the majority of it, you know, it's it's majestic he's got something almost astral about it exactly yeah i think that's exactly what i got from it um i mean like you say you know there's what 12 minutes of music here something like that or maybe 20 minutes of music um uh, and even in that even in the track we're going to play the four minutes that it covers it, it goes through so many different styles and but in a in a completely logical way to me it, it just sounds so um naturally um, kind of conceived that it's, it's yeah really kind of struck a chord with this one so glad you found this one and glad you sort of uh, brought this particular track to the podcast so yeah <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what they do next to be honest because if this is their first attempt it's like wow <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know yeah um, so yeah we'll, we'll see what they come up with next so um, yeah you can find this at maravedis.bandcamp.com uh, and like I say we're going to play the song Pact of the Leviathan <laughs>
So sometimes we're we're looking around Bandcamp and, and the like and kind of try and find like things to play on the podcast and sometimes things just present themselves and sometimes things just kind of um you know you, you might be curious about an album cover or it might be recommended to you um this came from a recommendation from um a good friend of mine called uh chris uh used to run well still does run uh, sound devastation records um and he reviews stuff for the excellent website echoes and dust and he seems to listen to um dozens of, of albums a week. I don't know quite how he does it. I think people have asked him how, and he's gone, well, I just do uh, somehow. Uh, so I think every, every living moment must be filled with um, bizarre music, and he seems to kind of listen to quite a cross-section. Um, and this is just one of the things that he said, oh, I've been to this lately, it's quite interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought it was fantastic, and it's it's kind of, it's a very, it's a very bleak record, um, but to me it just sounds so genuine and raw that I had to kind of play something off it so uh, the band's called MSW um, and it seems to be a solo project uh, that brings together um, the guys um, other projects Hell and Cloud um, but this one is kind of about uh, a friend's addiction so you know the subject matter is kind of um, ripe for kind of writing this kind of bleak music to but I just thought it was a really interesting one got quite an interesting cover as well like woodcut of um quite a, a bleak scene as well reminds me a bit of edvard monk like very very um bleak um not a happy scene um what did you make of this one because it's um it's pretty intense yeah i love this and yeah i got the i got into this a, a couple of weeks ago and really loved it particularly this track it's amazing mm. kind of you know and, and i'm i'm a big fan of hell you know the kind of one of the most you know one of the best sludge bands around at the moment. I think that's that's you know it's fairly uh, uncontroversial statement mm. to say. Um, I, I kind of checked out Cloud based on the uh, you know following this and he was, he'd done other stuff. It seems to be other uh, solo work he'd done, and that was kind of Joan ambient type stuff. It's right. kind of this sounds like kind of Sigur Ross mixed with Jesu or something like that. Yeah, um, and then you've got this which is you know, black metal. And, you know, this This is a guy who's obviously multi-instrumental, um, multi-genre now, and can master that. And, you know, I suppose, like, there's a strange common approach to kind of describing people like that as, like, like almost kind of makes you sick, you know, like envious or anything like that. But I, I don't kind of subscribe to that. And I just think you've got to marvel at people like this and who can do, you know, can do that, particularly across styles across genres you know to kind Definitely. of move from, to a different one there was um we played like a living gate do you remember that uh band yeah. which featured like a lot all the doom people playing death metal and it was amazing you know and, and this is one guy and he's just put out you know an amazing black metal, black metal record um yeah and yeah loved it yeah it's um it's heavy going but i think it's worth it's worth a listen um definitely and i, I feel like again it's it's probably like probably about 40 45 minutes worth of music but not a second gets wasted it's it's very sort of on the nose and I, th I feel like the lyrics are very much kind of desperate and trying to question why people get addicted to things and and why we give up so much for it and things like that so yeah it's um it's bleak for the for the middle of uh, a very hot summer 
it's uh, it's bleak music to listen to, but worth persevering with, I think. So this is out on um, Gilead Media, who are putting out so much good stuff at the moment. Like we've we've played quite a lot of their stuff recently, um, and as ever, this is this is just another mark of their quality, really. So uh, you can get this at GileadMedia.bandcamp.com. Uh, I'm going to play the opening track from Oblivious. This is Oh Brother. Thank you. 
So doom is a strange genre, isn't it? Like, um, you know, you can kind of follow tropes, you can kind of play slow, heavy, lumbering stuff. So to inject something new into it, I guess, is quite unusual. So I think this band do it in spades. What what do you reckon, Pete? Because you you kind of bought this one in. I think you know, it's it's long. It's it's got you know kind of familiarities there. You know, with a lot of kind of uh, of the doom jokes, like like you say, but. Bearing in mind it's 15 minutes long and yeah. at times kind of, you know, it's got, you know, real funeral doom. It it, it does, you know, it, I kind of, I've listened to, you know, through quite a few times, which, you know, must have taken up a couple of hours of my life. And the it, it avoids, you know, we said before of another band, that, you know, like a plodding sound. It, it avoids that despite being funeral, despite being this drawn out. Um, so, yeah, yeah, th- this is kind of exciting funeral doom which is that sounds like a, yeah um i think what i kind of heard underneath it as well was like a bit of a drone um aesthetic as well so i'm talking kind of the black albums by sun um like that kind of evil mm. kind of hum underneath it like almost like a black metally kind of tinge to it um <laughs> without being you know um you know, crowbarred into it. It's it's very very much kind of part of the the sound. And I noticed this band um, have been together since two thousand and twelve, and you, you kind of don't um, spend that much time being in a band that plays this slow without like developing something extra that sort of can be pinpointed. You know, you're not just going to play the same old stuff over and over again, are you? You're going to try mm. and develop it and it feels like there's a lot more going on here than just that traditional kind of we're playing slow and we're playing down tuned, we're playing heavy. It sounds like there's something there that's kind of like in the corner of your eye. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's there's something else going on. I think that's mm. that's what this band doing. Yeah, quite well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, you know, it's a bit like you know bands like Colts Blood or Horse yeah. Latitudes, and you know. It's it's shown that that this kind you know there's still room for you know development and room for you know distinction within this, um, and it's not just a an extremity and you know not just pushing it to extreme and doing it more and more you know it does still kind of it still lulls you into that drained doped state which kind of you know it's probably better for you you know for you to absorb its misanthropy and yet it evolves and it. I don't know. I don't know quite how they manage it, but mm. they do it, and they do it really, really well. Definitely, definitely. I mean, um, we're probably going to play an excerpt from this because I think fifteen minutes is a bit of a stretch to kind of uh, subject people to on on the podcast. But um, yeah, I definitely give this one a go. So the band's called Alter, uh, and the album's called Times of Agony. We're going to play the um, parts of the opening track, Atrocities of Mankind, 
uh, and you can get this at alterdoom.bandcamp.com.
Okay, so we love a good cover on the uh, Nine Hertz podcast, so we're going to play one for you next. Um, the band Footpig from Birmingham, uh, as we might have alluded to earlier, uh, sort of members of um, Mistress and, and possibly a few others in Birmingham. Uh, they've played Supersonic a few times. They've released quite a few bits and pieces over the years, and uh, you know it's quite nice to sort of see they're still going after quite a while now. I'm, I mean, must be about ten years at least. Um, They've released quite a few things during lockdown, and in May they released like a little uh, covers EP almost. So there's a, an extreme noise terror cover, there's a disgust cover, um, but we're gonna play we're gonna play Religion Is a Fraud by uh, Disrupt, uh, and which they've covered like quite um, faithfully, really, even down to the sample that they've used. Um, I mean, I I wasn't massively familiar with the band Disrupt. I knew this song because it was on uh, the Relapse comp- uh, compilation uh, Contaminated Three. Which I think came out in about two thousand and one. Um, still, hands down, my favourite ever compilation that that I've ever heard, really. But um, yeah, it's it's quite a sort of direct, kind of crusty uh, attack, isn't it? It's quite sort of yeah. it goes for the jugular straight away. Yes, and and well, you know, I think we've said in a previous podcast, like we can't, you know, we like covers which uh, deviate from the original, and this and this doesn't it is faithful it is still you know it's, it's still got me it, it the vocals are venomous the, yeah you know um and you know you can tell it's been done lovingly it's really got a bite to it yeah i really enjoyed this and i, I, was, I was probably the same you know I'd, I'd come across them through relapse which is a weird way to come you know come by a um 80s crust band but yeah um but you know like relapse relapse do well in that in that sense i think yeah, I'm guessing Relapse must have released a a reissue or something in the late two mm-hmm. thousand or early two thousands because this band split up in like ninety four ninety six or something like that. So um, seems like they did a load of um, records and splits and stuff from like about nineteen eighty eight onwards, uh, and there was about a million people in this band. So I think I'm gonna have to go back and actually look up Disrupt and and find out a bit more about them, but. Yeah, this this song's kind of it's been doing the rounds for a few years as kind of a a really sort of striking song, and I think Footpig do a great job of it. And I think the other covers as well, um, they've just got that really clattering kind of crust sound to them. Um, it's quite authentic, um, and mm. I, I, like certainly live, they they sound a bit like a, a an incarnation of Napalm Death, um, yeah, like eighties or nineties Napalm Death. So. Have you yeah. seen on the band camp, it says uh, under the kind of the picture in the top right, it says created to play both beats, the yeah. blast and the D. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a pretty good summation. description. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, so um, simple as that, really. You can get this uh, at uh, fuckpig.bandcamp.com. You can pick up that mistress demo uh, thing as well. Um, yeah, this is simply called Covers. And uh, yeah, we're playing Religion as a Fraud.
also with you. Let us pray. So that was Fuck Pig covering Disrupt. Fantastic stuff. Uh, we're going to go into something possibly as mad, um, possibly a bit more um, deranged, to be honest. Um, Pete, you found a band called Shadow People. Um, and yeah, the, the title to this song is fantastic. I loved it. Yes. Um, yeah, it got sent through on emails. And, uh, you know, this is my probably second in three podcasts of, of kind of Grimo type music. And, you know, whenever I've kind of picked something like this, I always say it's more like a your choice, but maybe I'm going to have to start questioning that. Maybe you get um, into it now. Yeah. Maybe. That's a worry. <laughs> um, it's a worry. I need my metal crowd. Yeah. Metal <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, but this is, you know, this is amazing. It has, it, and it, it's, it's, you know, has a real heaviness to this. Um, the description on the kind of the promo that came to says a mix of kind of noise rock, sludge, and hardcore punk, and I get that. I, I still think it's probably, you know, it's got that screamo sound to it mm. as well. Um, and yeah, I just thought, I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's very arty. It's kind of a mm. little bit locust, a little bit um, yeah, Arabon radar stuff. Like lots of feedback, lots of strange vocals and odd time signatures feedback just kind of linking seemingly unlinkable parts together. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's really it reminded nice. me, it, 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 it reminded me of uh, Kaddish, you know, uh, from yes. Scotland. Yeah. You know, heavier, I'd say. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, sort of, so it has this mix of, you know, screamo and sludge in there, which, you know, that's that's amazing. I'm, I'm you know, I'll have that all day. All for it. Yeah. Mm. Um, brilliant album cover as well, like really sort of psychedelic and, and odd. Um, yeah. So simple as that, really. I mean, the, the uh, what, three tracks, about nine minutes, um, kind of comes in, causes a whirlwind and leaves, really. That's basically all it is. Um, so, yeah, can you, get, you can get this at uh, shadowpeoplebatonrouge.bandcamp.com uh, and the album's called Washing in Soap Opera. And the song title's fantastic. It's Why Don't I Just Wear Tight Jeans, Pierce My Septum, Wear Fucking Glasses. <laughs>
So we're going to end uh, this this week's podcast with uh, the excellent Shit and Shine. I don't think we've played them on the podcast before, but like who knows? Because they they release things every every five minutes. Um, this is out in riot season, um, and it's uh, called Goat Yelling Like a Man. I mean, Pete, obviously we we know this band quite well just because they've been around for so long, and yeah. um, you know links to Hey Colossus and and things like that. So. Um, out of their, you know, three or four releases that they've put out lately, what what drew you to this one? Um, well, it's heavier than um, uh, than a lot of this. You know, they, they can veer um, all over kind of the psychedelic spectrum. Yeah, I guess. And this has a this is doomy, sludgy, droney, um, which you know they're not often. It's not unheard of for them to be in this kind of realm of heaviness. But it's you know they're not always here, and I think they've got another album out. At the same time, or in the next couple of months, which you know isn't in this sense. So, yeah, I, I knew I'd like this even from the description from when Riot Season started, kind of uh, promoing it. Um, and they do, yeah. It's it's kind of this is as heavy as I, as I remember them. Um, and you know, this has got almost like that comedy element. This is the title track, uh, "Goat Yelling Like a Man." It's got um, it's got goats on it, uh, yet. Yeah, I don't know, the whole album kind of is this, you know, hulking doom thing. And um, I, I already like the band. So for them to go doom here is, is you know, it's yeah. kind of driving <laughs> towards me. So, yeah, brilliant. I mean, this this band always seemed like catharsis to me. Like, they, they seem like they're just making music to kind of freak out to. Mm. Um, and I think that goes along with the stuff that Riot Season put out. You know, like, we've played Black Helium lately. We've played, um, you know... A bit of everything from what they've been doing lately and and mm. you know they release a lot of acid mother's temple which is exactly that it's literally freak out music um to kind of it's almost like a a release that catharsis from you know just just playing in insanely intense music but like with a sense of fun as well and freedom yeah yeah yes. definitely yeah the, uh, you know the, uh, from my memories of shit and shine were and I don't know whether they started this way, but they were like, they had uh, multiple drummers. Yeah, um, and it started off at something like three and then it became five. And then the next year here, they're doing a show with 30 and things like this. And I, I you know, that was the first time I'd heard it. I don't know if there was, they were, a, you know, single drummer band before that or how they began, but that was my first time. And it's probably 15 years ago, I guess, something yeah. like that. Um, and then that kind of seemed to drop off. And um, like you say, now they're kind of just... It, they put out records um, fairly regularly, and which can jump, you know, from, from all over the place. Uh, and they've got a great following because of it. You know, I, I was listening to this, and I think it was. I noted this down because I, I realised I'd done it. It's a ten minute track, so I, I think I'd had it on, and I was just at work and mind wandering, and um, and I started kind of. I was thinking like of, of camping and things like that, and it's probably just because there's goats in there. But I just had this kind of, you know, it got me thinking like like an abandoned festival campsite with, you know, when you've got all the rubbish and the abandoned tents and um, like farm life, you know, next door. And I just, and it kind of snapped out when I felt it's funny how, you know, like that was like a daydream is, you know, induced by, by this, it's yeah. amazing. Just sent you down Amazing that. song. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with, with goats on vocals. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I, I kind of listened to this a few times and I was like, I'm sure I've heard this, this sound before. Uh, and it seems to be from that YouTube video of a, a goat literally screaming like a man. So, um, yeah, you've got to sort of admire them for their sense of humour. It's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, 
I think it's sold out on record, but you can get the um, digital version for about $5. So if you if you want to go and get that, you can get it at shitandshine.bandcamp.com or if you can find the record, if Riot Season have got any left, you can get it at riotseason.bandcamp.com. So we're going to play the, uh, the title track, Goat Yelling Like a Man.